Hello there and welcome to Community Life. Here we talk with the amazing humans from the community world about their life journeys and learn from each other. And today we have a conversation with Joe Primak, a community-focused creator and consultant, the host of the community-led growth show, and an ambitious and action-oriented workout fan who loves Lake Michigan's view on Chicago. So, hello, Joe. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm I'm great. I'm 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 happy to have you, and that's exactly what I told you. That's one of the moments when I love talking to people I've never met before. But as Taylor Harrington once told, we kind of were friend flirting in the community world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always somewhere out there. And you've you've sent this message. Uh, ever need an extra day of PTO to rest from your PTO? So I wonder, how do you rest from PTO? Oh my. Uh, hide, hide, like unpack <laughs> my life, especially if I've been traveling, uh, curl up on my couch, watch some TV, catch up on like what I've missed, get through like my notifications and boring stuff like that. Um, not really like work stuff, just like lifey things. So I kind of feel at least personally up to speed. So then when I hit work the next day, then being able to like jump fully into work mode and not feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to do like XYZ personally and work stuff too. What is the difference between lifey things and work stuff? I mean, I would say like lifey things could be doing laundry, um, working out, <laughs> making your bed, um, taking a shower, like just all of those sorts of like basic things, going grocery shopping um, that you need to do. And sometimes if you're traveling, especially like you need to get some of those things done off your list before you can fully feel like back into and ready to go on to the next thing in your day or in that case, like your week. So giving yourself some time to uh, take care of you before jumping back into work is, or at least can be in my opinion, like a good thing to do. Got it. And I saw so many photos of Lake Michigan. And I wonder how many photos do you have of it on your phone? And what part of them was made at the same place? I have no clue. <laughs> I would say that there is a solid three, probably three to four spots along the lakefront trail that I take pictures of the lake and the city skyline here in Chicago while I'm out running or walking along it. Um, but yeah, I have no clue and I would not want to count. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love the most of those views? Ooh, uh, honestly, the difference, like the difference from day to day, even there can be days. And I mean, even in like the winter here in Chicago, where you can get a perfect day, the lake can be calm, it can be super glass, very crisp water. And then you can get like nice deep reflections of the skyline in the water. Mm. The next day it can be gray and look like it was just straight out of a movie and you have no business or want to go anywhere near it but it's still gorgeous um during the summer it's really cool when you get all of the sunset light 
coming west and hitting the skyline from the lake because the mm. lake is east. So then, especially at some point, we can jut out a little bit into the lake and look back. You get some of that nice color. You get the skyline. You get the lake. It's cool. So, do you have some kind of photography background? I took photography classes, but no. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what, what what part of you is enjoying these views, you know? And, like, I wonder, what do you think? What do you think when you... So, basically, to make a photo, to take a photo, you have to stop, take yep. a photo, maybe, maybe think about. So, I wonder, if you think about, what do you think about? Uh, I don't really think too much about anything in particular when I'm taking them. I would say I mostly think listen to like what i feel and like what i want to do that day like there will be some days where i go like really far out to a certain point look back kneel down get like an upward looking angle at it there'll be days where i stay closer to the shore so i get more of like the lakefront path and everything in the shot too less light especially from like a sunset it really just depends on i guess it would I would say it depends on time of day and also what I'm feeling because like if there's no, if it's at noon, for example, you're not going to have sunset or sunrise kind of that dynamic light. You're just mm -hmm. going to have pretty static light um, midday. So yeah, <laughs> I would Got say it. it's so the creative side of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Let's start from the beginning. Tell me about your parents. Who are they? Ooh, okay. Uh, so my parents are amazing people. I love them dearly. Uh, they live up in the suburbs of Chicago. They're, my mom is from outside of DC. My dad is from Chicago itself. Um, they met actually in college and didn't date or anything until after college, um, like a few years. So it's kind of funny in that way. Um, got two kids, me being one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're great people, dearly, been good professionals, um, good people, good children to their parents, good parents <laughs> to my sister and I. So, yeah. What was written? What was written on the perfect birthday card you received from them? I have no clue, but I would say at least like a couple constant things that whether they're written or said to me, um, that I have found a lot of comfort and fortune in to a degree, are one that they like love me for all of me, um, which is just really nice to know that your parents love you. Um, but they, not just that, but then they love like all of you, like your word quirky side, my creative side, my work side, all of it. Um, and I would equally say the other thing, and I touched on it a second ago, is just like how much my parents love me. Um, we're really big in our family, like calling, texting each other. It's pretty rare that we don't talk at least once a day. So, and I cannot recall the number of conversations that have probably ended without saying I love you is 
very low. Like, it's just something that we say. Um, and it's been super normalized to me. So it's nice having parents and a sister who not just like know you love them and vice versa, but we actually like say it to each other too regularly. Yeah, I feel like it's I got very lucky. important to... Yeah, exactly. Totally. 200%. And I wonder, how, how does your mom inspire you? In what way? She's amazing. I love her. Um, I would say... Like, one way she inspires me is just, like, by having her own company, um, which is really amazing. I would say another way she inspires me is, like, from her time when she was, in, she was working in, like, a more corporate role. Um, being a woman, especially at the time she was in this role, she actually had people reporting to her who were men. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, yay, mom. Uh, she also... <laughs> was like me a big like remote work kind of person even back then too uh so yeah i mean the list goes on and on she's amazing my dad is too so yeah What do you like the most about your dad? i would say how from my point of view you'd have to ask him this but from my point of view i think i th he really got I don't want to say lucky. I think I'm lucky to experience and watch someone who loves their job. Like, of course, you have your ups and downs, whether it's like super busy, maybe it's stressful, maybe you're going through like a merger or an acquisition, something like that, of course. But I think all end, my dad truly loves his work and it's really cool to see him do that and not just do his work, but then also use those same skills, but for like volunteer things and like other causes that he cares deeply about to use his background um, as a lawyer for other things outside of it, whether it's helping community organizations like write bylaws mm -hmm. or doing pro bono cases, all of those sorts of things. Um, so it's been really cool. What about you? Do you like what you are doing? Yes. How do you know that? Because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. <laughs> um, that sheer moment of panic of how do I know that? Because uh, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I also think that community building for my long-term career goals, hopefully, will help me be successful in it. So... It's a combination of the two. It's I enjoy it today and it adds, in my opinion, value back into me as a professional to help me hopefully achieve my long-term goals. So it's a twofer. What are your long-term goals? Uh, no secret, but I want to have a company one day, like a tech company and hopefully go public, all of that. So, yeah. I know that you are an early bird. So how do you usually start your day? Uh, Starbucks, Wordle with my mom. See, even in the morning, I calling my mom. Um, after that, uh, writing my LinkedIn post usually, and then jumping into work for the day um, or calls or whatever I have going on that day. So that would be the four 
definite things that I start my day with. What is your favorite Starbucks drink? Ooh, strawberry, a uh, venti strawberry acai with lemonade light ice. No berries. <laughs> do you do you order it all the day, all the time, every day? Yes. Got it. And what what conversation do you usually have with your mom? Uh, I mean, well, you know the game Wordle? Yeah. Yeah. So first we usually do that and like catch up on just like how our night was, um, slept well, all that sorts of things, like what we're up to the day, like that day. Nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. Sometimes on the weekends, like we'll have longer conversations if like she's up early and I'm up early and my dad isn't up yet. So, yeah, Got sometimes so... we get nice like one hour plus conversations on the weekends. So, yeah, sounds good to have mom an early bird too. <laughs> uh, she's not one by nature. <laughs> she she's so... one by your calls. I get it. <laughs> no, she's not that either. And she. Yeah became one mm, why uh <laughs> i if i were to guess i am fairly certain it's just like everyone else like in our house getting up early for so many years like my dad going to work my sister and i getting up for like school and whatnot too so unfortunately she became one too and now she is one Whereas I'm it naturally, my sister is definitely not one. I'm not sure what my dad is. He goes, I'm. I don't know what he is. What is the difference? What is the difference in years between you and your sister? Four years, two months, five days. I mean, you are you an older brother? No, I'm a younger. And. How did you live together during the childhood with you being an early bird and her not? She'd be sleeping and I'd watch cartoons by myself. Worked so we're well. doing it silently. You didn't like, sister, sister, wake up. No. Got no. it. I was a What? very peaceful child. <laughs> I would What? sometimes, I would literally just walk from my bedroom to our like family room upstairs, throw on cartoons and curl up on the couch i was good i didn't need a lot of things until i was hungry <laughs> what happened when you were hungry i'd either wait or wait for breakfast <laughs> either way there was waiting so and what was your favorite cartoons. yeah what was your favorite cartoon Ooh. um Favorite cartoon from when I was younger. Now you're making me really think. I don't even remember. Recess was always good. Um, what else? <laughs> I'll stick with Recess because that's the only one I'm remembering. Got it. Got it. I wonder what part of your life is taking gym. Sorry, what do you mean by that? I mean, what's what's ah, it's hard. Sometimes I'm losing my English words, but the idea is behind like how much to go to the gym and what it means oh. for you. Uh, often and everything, pretty much right after my family. 
Um, yeah, I need to. It's just everything to me. As I said, outside of my family, I love it for like, how do I say this? It's going to sound weird. <laughs> kind of like the mental clarity. Because mm -hmm. as you know, and like everyone else in our profession knows, like so many things in community, you can say like, okay, here's the end result we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And there are 80 paths to get there. Whereas like if you're working out, whether it's for a goal or just for fun, like here's your goal. Mm -hmm. And there is only one path to get there. So it's kind of nice that it like brings me clarity. It gives me focus, um, especially when I do like a workout class, like an Orange Theory or Berries or something like that. I describe it more as like my anger management and therapy all wrapped into one hour. <laughs> um, because at that point, you just get to figure out how much you want to hurt yourself. Um, so, yeah, uh, outside of that, like we touched on it earlier, but a big part of not just going to the gym but why I go to the lakefront here in Chicago is also to run or walk mm -hmm. pretty regularly too. So yeah, it depends what I want to do that day. But almost every day I try and do something um, between going to the gym or like out for a walk or for a run or something. So yeah. For you, what is the difference between normal gym and hotel gym? I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, like a hotel gym. I mean, there's no real difference to me. It's just like lim more limited stuff for the most part to do. Um, sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're not. Really runs a gamut. Talking um, about talking about anger management. What is your analog of the rage room? I don't have one. <laughs> I try and honestly, if I'm really mad, like I'll go for a run or workout that, or I'll call someone and like vent and then mm. I'll go run or workout. So basically do you keep everything inside kind of? Uh, not always inside, but I would also say I don't really try and get mad or <laughs> hold on to it. Like, it's just really not good, um, in my opinion, at least. And it's never been good for me when I have held on to stuff. So, no, I really try and just, like, let it go. I'll definitely equally know that, like, in order for me to do that, sometimes I can be a little bit more, like, direct and just be like, nope, I'm good. You do you. It's your life. Done. What's next? How did you come up with this mindset? Uh, I would say it's probably a two-parter of one, I don't like to be mad or angry or hear people yell. So I'm very much of like, you do you as long as it doesn't impact me and you're not trying to force something on me. I really don't care to an, a reasonable extent. Um, and the other is, especially on what I kind of described as being a little bit more direct and whatnot, I would say that that was a behavior I learned mm -hmm. from a past role and for better or for worse, picked it up. So 
I mean, in a way, it's good that I definitely got it. In a way, I sometimes wish I didn't get it as much as I did, but such is life. Life happens. I could change. I can change in a year, so <laughs> who knows what I'll be like this time next year. Talking about change, how do you think you changed during the last 10 years? Immensely. <laughs> Tell me more about that. Uh, well, let's see. In 10 years, I graduated high school. <laughs> I graduated high school, graduated college. I went to college, graduated college. Um, figured out what I wanted to do with my life in terms of work. Lived in two cities. I traveled. I've met incredible friends. I've stayed friends with friends who I wanted to stay in touch with. Uh, cared deeply about my family, like all sorts of things. I was legally able to drink. I stopped drinking by my own choice last year. Um, like, yeah, just a ton of changes. What is what is one thing you think is most important that changed <laughs> within your mindset? Ooh. Um... Saying no, it was something I really wasn't good at until, I'll say especially recently, much more recently, um, but I've, especially even in these last few months, become much more of a fan of saying no. I just don't think, like, this is going to sound weird. Again, kind of going to an earlier discussion of ours, like sometimes things are a little bit more of like a gut feel for me, not always like clear black and white. Mm -hmm. This is one of those things that's like, oh, there's a little bit of gut in there too of like, if someone wants to have a call with me, sometimes I'll do like poking around and just be like, no, or like not at this time, please reach out to me in XYZ like period when like things should be slower for me if I'm already really bus
whatever, congratulations. You are self-sufficient human. Yay. And thank you for not taking more of my time. And so. it's also it's also all about emotions because I know that some people are getting emotional, like, oh, I, I will go to Joe and ask him right now. And then like they, you know, send a message and forget about this. But and you have to think about this. Oh my god, they really need my help. What should I do? But then you understand that, oh, maybe not really. And yeah, it's it's a very great way. So thank you very much for saying it out loud. And also, I wonder how ambitious are you? Very. <laughs> I mean, I said earlier that I want to have my own company and go public <laughs> on a podcast. I don't know how much more ambitious they're. I'm like, what is honestly much more ambitious than that? Outside of saying like you want to be president or something like that. Like there aren't too many more ambitious things. In my humble opinion, so <laughs> yes, yes, very. It's very nice to hear those words together. Ambitious, and in my humble opinion, <laughs> I mean, it is just my opinion, and some people might think that that's an easier thing to accomplish than plenty of other things. Like, if you are much more professionally inclined, that might make a lot more sense for someone to realistically achieve than have a successful relationship um all of that so it really just depends and from people's different perspectives i don't think that there's like a black and white to it that's just my personal opinion on it so i think that shows a lot of ambitiousness <laughs> <laughs> um but at the same time i think it equally is in like the eye of the beholder so how do you feel about other people's opinions? It depends. <laughs> Greatly. Depends on what? Ooh. Uh, how much I actually care about them and as a person. Mm -hmm. What their opinion is about. Like there are certain topics I just don't care what other people have to say. Mm -hmm. It's just not their place, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot of it depends in there. Um, yeah, especially, as I said a second ago, like some things that I just don't care what other people have to say. I'll just stop the conversation. <laughs> I'll just be like, no, I'm done. Like either pivot as they said in friends so many times on that staircase or i will be uh, exiting stage left so yeah got it recently you shared this beautiful photos of trees in fall and oh, yeah. you were talking about changes in lives so i wonder what was the biggest recent change in your life biggest recent change in my life was ooh. I mean I'll say it it's on the more professional side but earlier this year like being impacted by a layoff has really changed a lot of things um, personally and professionally for me so I definitely say right now that that's the most top of mind thing just because it's 
been a forcing function for a lot of different things for me. Um, whether it's in terms of like how I think about things, how I grow, what types of opportunities and people I talk to. I mean, you name it, probably 50, a solid 50% of my day passively or actively thinking about stuff as a result from that one thing happens in my day. Whether I know it or not, yeah. So, big change. <laughs> Definitely. What were you thinking the most about during this time? What I want to do. I mean, think about it. Like, you are, I at least was in a job I absolutely loved. It was no mm -hmm. secret. Um, I loved my role. I still talk to my manager. I love the company. I love the community I was serving and supporting. Like, little heart emojis all the way across. Every single checkbox. I had no complaints about my life. Um, all of a sudden, like, you have something that happens to you that you have no control over. And now you're like, whoa. Mm. You have to figure out, like, what's next for you. Without the ability to think, plan, or prep, really, you're just, like, pushed. So from there, it's just kind of opened up, like, do I want to go full time? Do I want to have a consulting business? Do I want to lean into more creator projects that eventually equal a whole pie? Um, do I want to stay in the community space? Do I want to try and build a company? Do I want to build a company but bootstrap it? Do I want to build a company and raise? What do I want to do with my life? I have no clue. So let's just say it. There were a lot of questions and I'm still figuring it out. So, Got it. Yeah. You know, frankly speaking, being honest, when I watched on your LinkedIn profile picture and when I saw you on podcasts, I thought there were two different people. So I wonder when was the last time you updated your LinkedIn profile photo? 2020? <laughs> Not too long ago. I mean, still the same Joel. <laughs> That'll be forever the line from this. I'm still the same Joel. He says it's... really quietly to reassure himself. <laughs> just, just after all those changes that you've just talked about, just yeah, the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the same. Uh-huh. So fun. What songs are on your favorite Angry Teenage Vibes playlist? Ooh, found that. Okay. Uh, I mean, you definitely have to have like tons of Green Day. You need <laughs> Green Day. You need Fallout Boy, like some new Fallout Boy, but mostly old Fallout Boy, like Sugar We're Going Down, all of that. Uh, we definitely need Simple Plan. So, like, I'm just a kid. Gotta have that. Need Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> like, you need all of that. Like, some 41. Like, Bowling with Soup. All of it. Uh, so, yeah. I just need all of my angry teenage vibes. But it's funny. I have that. But then I also listen to, like, an extremely broad spectrum of music, too. So, yes. Uh, shout out to... A former like personal trainer 
who I was working out with and he had a playlist. So I just stole it and dubbed it my Angry Teenage Vibes playlist. <laughs> What makes you turn on this playlist? Life. <laughs> I mean, I don't need a reason. I just really like the music. Um, I really do. So I can just be like, working and want to throw it on i can be out on a run and want to play it i can work out i can be just laying on my couch playing on my phone like messing around and just want to throw on some music and i'll do that equally i'll throw on plenty of other things too so it just depends on like my mood what i want to listen to that day but it kind of hits all the emotions for me so i'm good with sticking to that one pretty often So I guess on this Angry Teenage play Vibes playlist there are, um, let's say, music for different from different uh, from different artists for sure. But also, do the, are they with different emotional color? Mm. Maybe. I guess I kind of think about it like that. Typically, or that typical. 90s early 2000s kind of like angst angry like teenage vibe kind of thing so i guess yes in theory there are different shades within that spectrum but for the most part it's kind of the same general like feelings um but at the same time there's something nice about like being in those feelings And like feeling that way and just kind of wanting to scream or like let it out and like be a little mad. So it's a good running playlist when I'm mad. <laughs> exactly. It's energetic for sure. Skeeter boy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What role music plays in your life? Uh, really big. I love listening to it. Love going to concerts, music festivals, all of it. No secret. I mean, I even post stuff about it on LinkedIn. Um, it's a big part of who I am personally. And it helps me like unwind outside of work. But beyond that, I also recently started like, I don't want to say like writing music because that is too far of a stretch. But I have started to write like some songs in terms mm. of the lyrics. Um, and it's just been like a really healthy creative outlet for me to like, just get out like the feelings I'm feeling and put them into paper mm -hmm. and not worry about trying to explain it to anyone else because I'm not showing it to anyone. <laughs> God, no. Um, but just for the sake of like getting it out of my own head so it's not just bouncing around up there like a little pinball. So yeah, music's a big part of my life. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I plan concerts. I mean, this summer I went to a concert or a show almost every other week for like four, three, four months. Mm. Um, going to a big show next year, hopefully some other little ones. So, yeah. How do you choose what show to visit? If I like the artist or artists. It's easy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, things I don't, like, care about nope sorry 
I'm not going to spend my time and money on something that I don't care about. That literally doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Do you enjoy going to those shows by yourself or with your friends? Both. <laughs> uh, I went to a show at Wrigley Field earlier this summer by myself and it was so much fun because I also just got to like meet people sitting next to me. Super fun. Good time. Um, great show. Uh, but then at the same time, going to like Lollapalooza with friends on like some days is also really fun. But I also got to meet people because I went solo a couple days too. So I actually got to meet people and hang out with them. And like we'd go to separate stages and we'd meet up again, all of that. And introduce them to like my other friends who I was going to on certain days. So like it's fun. I support both. It just depends. Like many things in my life. Depends. That should be like the theme. <laughs> This is going to be very bad. You're just going to be like, everything in Jules' life just depends. <laughs> you know, frankly speaking, everything in everyone's life, I feel like, just depends. <laughs> Some people Accurate. think that they can control everything, but at the end of the day, you never know what will happen the next day or an hour later. So it all just depends. True. <laughs> And I wonder, I still wonder, what is the main difference between you going solo to shows and going with your friends? Um, I, I don't know. I think part of it's just like the freedom. Like you're also not beholden to schedules, to meeting people, to doing anything with people that you, like, yes, you enjoy spending time with, but also like, I mean, Lala is the epitome of this. You have however many acts across four days going, like multiple acts going on at the same time across a relatively like large space of the lakefront park area of Chicago mm -hmm. with a hundred thousand or so people inside a day. Wow. And then you're saying like, okay, here's my schedule. What's your schedule? What's your schedule? What's your schedule? Like, <laughs> the more people you have, the more issues you kind of have, like, building a cohesive day. Mm -hmm. Unless everyone is almost like a clone of you. It's just like, <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> Or, like, one person just makes the schedule for everyone. Um, but then inevitably, like, someone would be unhappy. So, I think that, especially for... A multi-day like big music festival like that it's a big deal which is kind of nice to go have like some solo days where i just want to go see like the two or three people who i want to see and then head back to wherever i'm staying whether it's my place a hotel whatever and just be like i'm good i'm gonna go like shower unwind go to bed go to sleep and it's a me so, time exactly I need to wake up and do this all over again. <laughs> so, yeah. When you are meeting with, when you are going to those concerts with friends, are you the person who plans everything or would you prefer somebody to plan things for you? I don't really... Yeah, no. I, I'm a planner. 
I was about to say something. I'm like, no, that's not me. So, yeah. No, I'm the planner. 100%. I'm the one who says, like, oh, I only have so-and-so and so-and-so's numbers, but not their number. Let's start a group text. Yeah, I am that person. So, sorry to all my friends. But it's one of the many reasons, hopefully, that they love me, too. <laughs> Tell me more about your nine years of Leighton. Nine years of Leighton? Yeah. Oh, Latin. Yeah, Uh, Latin. Yeah. I mean, I took it since I was in fifth grade um, through freshman year of college. So nine years. Uh, at that point in my life, it was half my life, which is... Uh, That's a big commitment. <laughs> Starting something in fifth grade and sticking with it for nine years. Big commitment. When you realize that in freshman year of college, you are now thinking about half your life. Um, it's almost like your parents. It's just like one of the constants in your life. You have your parents, you have your friends, you have maybe some other things like hobbies and interests, favorite foods. And then I had Latin. Um So yeah, I took Latin for nine years, good time and a long time, <laughs> uh, super fun, kind of off the beaten path, really helped me in a lot of ways, um, definitely unique and practical and not practical all at the same time. Okay, so let, let's let's dive deeper. What is the practical part and what is non-practical part? Ooh, okay. Practical parts of taking Latin. You learn a lot of roots, like mm. to words. And therefore, I can understand, especially seeing like it being written out. I can get a solid grasp on a lot of things from romance languages, um, especially or like on the flip side, more like science based things like biology, for example, mm -hmm. or some areas of law, etc., um, that are super heavy in nomenclature and the structure of words, that makes it very helpful for me to have some sort of grasp. Uh, the flip side of that, I would equally say, you don't speak it. So <laughs> I learned exactly. nine language, or I spent nine years learning a language I will literally never speak <laughs> because you don't even, like, You're not taught to speak it. You're just taught to translate it and write it. Or at least we were. Uh, and so unless I guess I go to the Vatican, maybe that'd be my one chance to speak it. But who knows when I'll get there. So until then, probably won't be speaking it anytime soon. Um, it's also not the easiest language to ever learn. <laughs> I'll be honest and say that. Um, but overall, super fun. Like, I have great memories from being in class with folks, especially from, like, not so much fifth grade and sixth grade, but seventh through high school. I really enjoy it. Like, those are the fun years of it. <laughs> like, our teachers made it fun. We had games. We had songs. We had actual, like, interesting projects, like, that were thoughtful, Like fifth, sixth grade for me weren't great years for reasons. Freshman year was sad. Sad. Why? 
Why? Let's just say you realize a quality of your education hmm. when you correct your teacher almost every day. <laughs> Truly appreciate the value of your education. So, and you also ask your mom to find a sheet and send it to you to help everyone else in class because you cannot take the same mistakes every day. Yes. Got it. And still, coming back to Latin. Yep. Why did you start learning it? Well, uh, my mom took French and my sister took French. My <laughs> dad took Latin. So I was kind of pushed in that direction. But in honestly, in hindsight, though, like I do really appreciate it. Um, Maybe at the very moment I did not, and maybe specific moments throughout those nine years I also didn't, but I do now. Um, and the biggest just being also the way I learn and do really well is through like patterns and finding stuff to mm. understand what I'm working on. And Latin's the perfect kind of puzzle. Like that's what it is. It's a giant puzzle per se. And you have different things that then indicate, like, you see this, like, you see X, go to Q. Mm. You see Y, go to Z. Like, there's a lot of logic behind Latin. So there is an element of, it's a very beautiful language. Once you understand all those things, um, to actually, like, read and translate it or write it. Yeah, I'm just asking really, I, I'm really curious because I've recently started uh, learning late, uh, Latin too on Duolingo still. You know, I'm I'm, I'm really curious. That's exactly uh, what you've told. I'm really curious about the roots of different words that we use in many different languages. And I'm it's, it's like, wow, really, you know, now I know what those words meant. But you know, we just we just use them, and we don't don't even think about it in in our life. And I wonder, do you have one word that means totally different thing nowadays? No, <laughs> I really don't. Honestly, um, I haven't thought about Latin and quite some time at this point uh but definitely i'll see like roots mm -hmm. from time to time i'll be like oh that <laughs> got it uh but no i don't really have anything that like radically changed in my mind from it i wasn't scarred from words <laughs> i was scarred by group projects <laughs> got it yep why do you have a lion emoji on your twitter handle Oh, lions are my favorite animal. Mm. Loved Lion King. <laughs> favorite movie, favorite play, favorite animal, all of it, yeah. I was going to ask about Lion King, exactly. Oh, yeah. yep. But now, now yep. I, what, do, what do you think? What do you think about the old Lion King version and their remake of Lion King? I haven't seen the new one. Oh, okay, so welcome to the team. Me neither. 
I'm an old school guy. I'm like, nope, it was good the original way. Thank you. Let's just leave it there. Let's just not ma make it up and uh, yeah, let's just not mess it up. Exactly. Yeah. It was good. Once you wrote that sometimes food can actually be a stressful and frustrating topic. And I wonder why do you think that way? Uh, for me, it's because, I mean, I'm sure during your like research and poking around for this, you saw, especially something more recent um, that I wrote, but I have food allergies. So food and I have an interesting relationship. I need food to live, mm. but not all food is good for me. So it makes it a little bit more complicated. Exactly, exactly. Still, you have your favorite food, don't you? Yes, of course. <laughs> What of is course. it? <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely one of the things at the top of my list would be my mom's homemade macaroni and cheese. It's chef's kiss amazing. I had it Friday. She made it after Thanksgiving. So shout out mom for being the best mom around town um, for making my favorite food while I was still home. So thank you. Uh, outside of that, I enjoy like plenty of other things, but that one leaps and bounds ahead of everything else. It's good. I now wish I could send, like, implant the picture I took of it on Friday into <laughs> this just so everyone can now, like, marvel over how good it is and be like, yeah, that looks good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know. I ate it. And the leftovers. You made me want to try it, too. Ah, oh, my God. I, I'm so hungry right now. Ah. <laughs> how do you make time for yourself? Uh, how do I make time for myself? I wasn't good at this. So because I wasn't good at it, I learned the importance of it. <laughs> That sounds really bad. Um, but it's the honest truth. I wasn't good at it at one point in my life. So I really learned to prioritize time for me in terms of having good, healthy routines. Like before I start work for the day, how I unwind at the end of my day to like take care of me, how I spend my time outside of work on the weekends, as well as like, I mean, we spent a good amount of time talking about like my time at the lakefront, my time working out and running, like that is like a key pillar mm. of me taking care of myself is me blocking out like walks and exercise time and workouts and all of it and runs. Um, I mean, there'll be times even during the summer or like, yeah, summer, spring, like in past roles, I've definitely written like on my calendar, like I'm going for a walk and put like a little sun emoji next to it. I don't care. Everyone can know where I am. I'm out for a walk. I'm not here for the next like hour or whatever. Um, yeah, especially on days like when I'm really busy, but I also know it's important to take care of myself. I will do that. When you're, okay, so when you're running, you're told that you are listening to music. But when you're out for a walk, is it the same that you're listening to music or maybe some Usually kind of podcast not. or book or you're just out there in the world without any interruptions? Yeah. 
usually when I'm walking, it's just like me out in the world. Uh, and like when I'm running, I'm definitely listening to music all the time. I would go crazy running without music. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> so I now truly value having my music with me. Uh, but yeah, nope. I'm just out in the world, taking it all in. Just enjoying life, being in the moment, kind of un like disconnected too. I'll only like pull up my phone to take pictures or in case like I know I should be expecting something during that time. Mm. Otherwise, it's just me and the other people who are out and the skyline, the lake, the trees, the birds, the squirrel or two, the dogs on leashes. So. <laughs> Freeze. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I totally understand. Yep. It's a good time. And I feel like it's also a good time to clean up your mind a little bit, you know, without all these interruptions of all those messages and social media and additional information. And I feel like it's just good to, you know, switch just to pay attention to people around you, to nature, to things what's going on instead of like getting one more piece of knowledge or something like that exactly i mean it's just like a different kind of brain setting for me which is like the slow down one and that one's a really hard one for me um so especially going on walks like really helps me find that time to truly slow down and like not think about stuff on days when i don't even care and i just want me time i'll throw my phone actually on airplane mode so i'm like really off the grid <laughs> i am off the grid in the city of chicago um yeah you can't reach me i'm just going out i'll be back online when i'm ready to kind of thing um so yeah that's what i enjoy about it it definitely is really nice it's i would say it's kind of like a different type of therapy than like running or working out but both are good and both are needed at least for me and in my opinion so Got it. You know, Joel, I really wish to have the sky's limit our conversation, but time is the limit. So let's jump to the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Fall or winter? Uh, probably winter. Podcast or coffee chat? Sorry, what was that? Podcast or coffee chat? Ooh. Coffee chat. What are I your say favorite... that as someone as a podcast host, which is really bad. <laughs> no, I I totally feel you. Like, yeah, exactly. And you know, adding a little bit to this, I once had a conversation with Said. Said Sadok, and he told that have you ever thought that every coffee chat we have with each other, it's like unrecorded podcast episode that will never be published. So it's, you know, some kind of connection there too. Interesting. <laughs> what okay. are your favorite color and song? Favorite color, blue. Favorite song, ooh. Uh, right now I have a big tie going on in my head. I have like a five-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, Grizz has, like, a lot of good songs, like Medusa, 
Gristronics, definitely at the top of that. Um, Bad Times by Medusa is really good. I also really like some, like, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm kind of a Swifty now. Become much more of one recently. So, like, Wonderland or, like, the entire Reputation album. Like, I love Angry Taylor. Um, <laughs> keeping up with that same kind of thread. Love my Angry Teenage Vibes playlist still that we covered earlier. Um, outside of that, who else am I listening to right now? Probably those are the big ones. Got it. If you were a superhero, what superpower would you have? I have no clue. I have no clue. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a superhero guy. Got I it. have no clue. <laughs> who, uh, do you, yeah. who do you learn from in the community world? Name just one person. Ooh, uh, Brian Oblinger. Name two people who I should definitely reach out and have this conversation with. Um, I would say Kayla Green and Allison Abel. Got it. And is there one question that I definitely should have asked you, but didn't? Who? Uh, I'm surprised you didn't ask about the origin of my podcast. A lot of people always ask me about that. And I feel like it's also very like convoluted and weird. And no one has really tried to put it on paper. And I have also equally never really written about it. So I'm surprised you didn't. Let's cover that. What is the origin of your podcast? So I was originally asked to be an advisor of a tech company called Charla. Mm -hmm. Then like a few weeks after that, they asked me if I wanted to host their podcast as part of their go-to-market motion. I said, sure. <laughs> and I, at this point, I had only been a guest on one podcast. So I knew nothing about podcasting. And then I did season one, 31 episodes started working on season two 20 episodes uh within like the few months right before i was going to start like post-production get it all ready to release uh i was one impacted by the layoff from lattice then like two weeks later they essentially shut down the company like the tech company side and i was like well I have 20 episodes sitting here that are recorded because I had a different way I wanted to launch season two at that time. As you may or may not have seen and to everyone else, like season two was launched more Netflix style where mm -hmm. I dropped all 20 episodes at once as opposed yeah. to the traditional like drip method. And so I wasn't about to let those episodes go to waste. So I had to talk with them and I got essentially the show, the like anchor account and the other like media channels. So like the LinkedIn page, 
the YouTube page, uh, all of it, and just like rebranded it for just the podcast only, not the company anymore, and had season two drop in September because time and had to figure out stuff um, following that. And yeah, now I have the podcast that's all mine and starting to slowly-ish think about season three. So, What I'm really curious about is I definitely seen it and I wonder why did you decide to drop it in a Netflix way? Oh, I just really wanted to be different and like try something different, have fun, um, kind of take like one of those B to, classic B2C moments and bring it into B2B. Mm -hmm. And to my knowledge, like no one's ever done it that way. And it was really fun. So, and I also, there was, there was more thinking going on behind the scenes too, to make it make sense. But that was the feeling that helped me then like put all those other things in my head to rationalize it. Um, Cause you make decisions based on emotion, not by like numbers, but also the numbers helped when they support what you want. So that's what I did. And also you mentioned that you didn't know anything about podcasting. So how did you approach it? I just kind of said, let's go and jumped <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, we, I think especially you and like others who host podcasts or have been guests on a lot of shows or work at companies with a podcast, this will not be surprising to you that like many podcasts don't make it past like three episodes. Another big cliff is like seven, I think, episodes. There's a very small number that even make it past 10. So, and I'm not someone who just like does something for the kicks and gigs of it. Mm -hmm. I'm very much like if I'm doing something, I'm doing it. So I went from zero experience, like being really on podcasts outside of one time to going from zero experience being a host ever to now hosting a whole season of 31 episodes. Yeah. Like I blew past kind of like all those stats. Season two was 20. So that'll be 51 episodes. So that's 51 episodes currently live. Yeah. I already know the full number for season three, and I know the numbers for season four of episodes. Sounds amazing. So, I mean, either way, I'm just not the kind of guy to like just half do something when I really, really want it. So I just jumped and figured it out along the way, grabbed onto a few rocks, held on, and then found a parachute chilled with a couple eagles while I like kept falling. <laughs> so, yeah. And the final question about podcasting, podcasting. Yep. Why first episode had 31 episodes? Ooh. Because it just worked out that way. <laughs> I was I wanted a break from doing more, so it just kind of ended. I was like, and now we're going to start saying no to people. So, yeah. Got it. And that's it. been a very effective thing, too. Also, when people reach out and they're like, oh, I want to be on your podcast. I'm like, I'm not thinking about it right now. Reach out to me in a few months. Never do. Never do. Mm -mm. Um, 
but I also, for some people, will also just tell them no. So, yeah. Got it. Got it. No, Joe, first of all, thank you very much for this conversation. And it was, it was a great way for me to discover just a little bit of you. And you are so chill and kind and interesting person to talk to that, you know, I, I just relaxed during our conversation. I was like, oh, wow, I'm just feeling so calm. I don't know how do you do that. But you really have this kind of energy and, you know, getting to know you from this side is, means a lot for me. And also when you were talking about Latin and when you were talking about your approach of doing things, I was like, oh my God, we have so much more, so much in common. And it's always really nice to meet kind of soulmate in the mm -hmm. community world. So yeah, thank you very much for being here and sharing your story. Of course. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Really enjoyed it as well. And excited to stay in touch, Yuri. It's just the beginning. Yep. It's just the first coffee chat we've ever had. <laughs> exactly. First one and it's recorded and gonna go public. That's how it works, you know, just jump off the cliff. Yep. <laughs> and just like that, see you in the community world. <laughs>